0: Bibbidi-bibbidi-bop. Here's on his way. And chug, and chug, and chug, and surf. Chug, 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 and surf. All right. <laughs> That's how you do it, people. You surf to the left, you surf to the right, and you chug. I mean, it chug. is the week you before, chuck. you know, yeah. Halloween's next week and all that, yeah. so... Gonna gotta get your... <laughs> with your stuff. Ooh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, people?
1: Uh, Hopefully they're gonna tune in and listen to us. Uh, listen to us! Yes! Here it is your weekly dose of entertainment, movies, games, and random life conversations with us here in Hampton Roads. As always, it yes, is sir. Me, Scoop, Steve, and Rye. Rye guy, right here. Ah. So yeah, we got we, we got a couple of things to talk about tonight. Uh, a but, little bit, uh, a little bit, little Halloween themed stuff. We're uh, rolling in the uh, rolling in a pretty in a new sound set for tonight. So let's start off with a shout out to Sirenscape. All right. Go to sirenscape.com for to check out their their web player or different apps you can download for your mobile devices. They have a huge library of sound sets and background musics you can use for your tabletop games. Uh, because it's getting close to Halloween and why not? Yep. We're going with a sound set from the from their Call of Cthulhu so- collection. collection. Uh, specifically uh, Iceland
0: in yeah. chapter five of one of the games that's uh, cool i kind of like it it's got a good it's got a good sound to it it's an aura has a spookiness but a mystery are you really in trouble people yeah, yeah. or not you know so we're gonna do that because you know there are definitely some
1: mysteries in some of our conversations Ooh, what are we gonna do i don't know but i don't know if we'll solve the mysteries or some or some in the old one
0: i ain't solving anything so i'll probably be running
1: well if we do we know we can definitely call for some backup but anyways on that so yeah uh check out sirenscape.com we've been using them for the podcast uh for years now they're great great tool great resource great people check them out sirenscape.com
0: yep uh so yeah man what do where do we want to start i don't know what kind of shenanigans can we start with
1: well, I went over to a friend's house for a birth. My my daughter had a party here this past weekend. Um, and I went over to a friend's house to celebrate his birthday this weekend and help my dad hang some storm doors during the day because, you there know,
0: you go.
1: it's nice to help my dad out when I can, you know, but uh, the evening, uh, the Saturday evening with uh, over at my friend's house was uh, was definitely a lot of fun. Um, it was probably the first time i didn't leave stumbling drunk
0: <laughs> well that's a good thing it is it is you know, i mean leave feeling me, good drinks
1: were had but i think i think my 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 size was in my favor yeah um but i got to say it was like it was, it was a lot of fun we played some cornhole learn a little bit more how the cornhole game works i still suck at it yeah, yeah um, it
0: happens. I, I suck at it, too. <laughs> but uh,
1: it was, I mean, it, one of the uh, he, he, one of the other guys there, he brought over this bottle of bourbon. Uh, it's like a wild turkey, 116 proof. <laughs> 750 yeah, milliliter bottle. And the three of us. The intent, the, the intent. Intent people put that in quotes here. Intent The intent was to only have a couple of drinks and be done with the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, we killed the bottle.
0: Yeah, that's what usually happens. You know, you bring the only thing we
1: were drinking too. Yeah, like uh, one guy, he was having Coronas. I was having a mixed
0: drink. I couldn't even tell you what was in it. <laughs> <laughs> All you know, it was infused with some juicy stuff. It... <laughs>
1: over yeah. the summer, I brought salad in over there. Yeah, and I think I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again just for context. You gotta, you gotta know who your friends are gotta know him um so i brought saladin over and we were there for a graduation party because you know our kids hang out to uh, hang out together and blah 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 and you know he made uh, the you know he made he, he made a couple of drinks for us uh i'll call them the beach bums all right <laughs> loving y- lo- lo- love y'all but uh it's you. were we pop beach bum there he started making us mixed drinks after, <laughs> right and afterwards salad we get home and saladin is here and he's not in a good space. Like I'm it's like, no, dude, you're not driving because he's standing there kind of doing the wobble thing. And and it was like, all right,
0: do this,
1: do this. It's like, you know, you know, it's like when you get into that mindset, it's like, you know, simple, some tasks your body can do, but your brain isn't quite there. So it's like, okay, hey, help me do this task. Help me do this task. Right. And he was good. And after about an hour, he was able to head home. Because he had, you know, processed it. But he, he he made a comment that the drinks that uh Papa Beachbum was uh making us <laughs> um was, was 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 dangerous because it tasted good. I yes. looked at him and said, Do you realize you're screwed from the start? He goes, Why? Papa Beachbum used to own a bar and be the bartender. <laughs> and he just like,
0: okay. That's what I call the dangerous drinks, the drinks. So, you can't taste it
1: when I go over there and, you know, good, bad or ugly. Again, trust who you're hanging out with. This can burn you. <laughs> trust people, trust. You must trust who you're hanging out with. And if you're partaking in adult beverages, be responsible. So when I go over there and it's the OK, what do you what, what would you like to drink? I said, I'll take a mixed drink if you're doing them, i was like, all right. I mean, of course, it's a it's a tumbler. I can't see through it. I don't know what's in it. <laughs> and he goes, what do you want in it? I said, bartender's choice. Mm. May I live and die by that statement? Yes. <laughs> and because you never know what you're going to get. I was at a I was at a party for a friend years ago and it was yeah. He he, so he, he asked me, what did I want to drink? I said, dealer's preference.
0: Oh, boy. Mm, yeah, it sounds you like be careful with that statement. Yeah, it sounds like it hit a certain way. It
1: will make or break you. It will make or break you. <laughs> but, you know, overall, it was good. I mean, he was we he was the one he, it was like when he was done, we were all done and we were left. So it was like a three amigos hang out kind of deal. Nice, yeah. chill Saturday evening, which is great. I don't get many of those very often Um, because I was just going to sit at home, play Earthbound and watch Uh, my youtube feed like right now uh hey since we're talking about sirenscape uh let's plug their a show they're they're sponsoring called uh uh, for cyberpunk all right um yeah it's it's been going on for a while i know one of the game i know one of the players of the game uh brando uh brandon from rome smith great guy and I've been meaning, and when when I saw him up in Canada this past, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, where should I jump in on this? Because I, I I I apologize, I've been remiss, I haven't been following your show, and I really should because you know, you know, creator to creator and whatnot. And he was telling me about some of the episodes they were going through. Now this is a live play show based in the cyberpunk red uh, tabletop world tabletop game, which is of course the inspiration for cyberpunk on the on the consoles the cyberpunk cartoon on netflix which yeah. i heard was really good yeah it was um and it, the the guy running the game he he spons he founded cyberpunk unleashed and it's this great great game and i think i've on the second season of it and they're like hour and a half three hour uh, hour and a half two hour episodes of just live play uh cyberpunk and brandon plays this guy his name's rush he's uh he, he he's a drift he, he he's a fixer and he you know he he has this this cowboy hat the southern drawl and different sunglasses he keeps changing out <laughs> and it's just that's cool and there there's Alley cat and then there who's like a social media person in in the in night city um a couple other pe- a couple of the others and it's just like it's so funny to listen to them and go through it and of course they all have the different makeups and what on for cyberpunk but it's fun so i've been binging that um and just kind of letting it play in the background while I'm working on things but you know this this one is like i want to hang out there now my daughter's party apparently went well so nobody was nobody's heard hurt, hurt her otherwise thumbs up Yes. And now she wants to do another one next month for her birthday. <laughs> OK, her birthday falls at a weird point in the month. So we're, you know, it's always fun. It's always fun scheduling that. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, I'm running on my mouth, right? What have you been doing, my man?
0: I have not been doing other than, you know, the work stuff, the school stuff busy because the further you get in semester, the busier it gets. But this past weekend, they had the art festival down at the beach. I saw a couple of pictures on Instagram for that. How was it? Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's the it's the art festival is put on by MoCA. And MoCA is the Museum of Contemporary Art, the art museum in Virginia Beach. Mm. And they that this is the other uh, festival opposite of the Neptune Festival, which also, you know, has art and a lot of other vendors. So that got canceled. But hey, there's still all, all, uh, the MoCA one going on. So I made sure to check that out went down there and actually got a painting uh, from a Japanese artist. So it was a it was a painting of some mountains done in a, ver- a, a specific aesthetic. And I made sure this time I was going to buy it when I saw it. So mm. I did mm. then uh, shuck some uh, shuck some oysters at the Atlantic uh, restaurant down at the beach. Other than that, just schoolwork and work. And that's pretty much it. That's my life <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're kind of in a lull right now.
0: Oh, yeah. So. But uh, so Halloween's
1: it, next week. So we got some Halloween content yes, for y'all. Yes. I uh, got a couple of reviews we're going to talk about. Um couple. So let's see. Work shenanigans, our festival shenanigans. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into those reviews.
0: Yeah, let's go see if we can channel our inner power. Yeah. And power it up. Power it up.
1: All right. So first review for the night is going to be the new... Uh, Dwayne Johnson film, Black Adam, Black Adam has been in development hell for the last 15 years.
0: Yeah, I think he times that by affinity, but, you know, that's just sarcastic. (laughs) All right. So this
1: (laughs) dropped this past weekend as we're recording this. um, DC DC's latest entry in their. Film franchise films and Warner Brothers DC and whatnot. And like I said, this is one we've been been waiting to see where The Rock plays the titular hero, Black Anti-hero, anti-hero. Many,
0: uh, many, many years ago.
1: And uh, both Ryan, and I saw this over the weekend and.
0: uh, It sounds like you're not feeling it, my friend.
1: It's hard to get where you start, because for me, the film was very forgettable. Yeah, I mean, and, and but so before we get into get into that, let's 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 let Rye do his synopsis for his review. On this film and then we'll get into you know our impressions after watching it so
0: right uh, let's get let's get let's get let's get the all right quick- so the quick uh, the quick uh, the quick rye guy rundown so you know Black Adam stars as everybody knows our famous famous uh, wrestler Dwayne, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and he stars in the role of Black Adam so you have a little epilogue but the film takes place in modern day conduct and it's being uh, controlled by a paramilitary group so what happens is is that the citizens are living on fragile hope, hopefully that their hero will come back to save the day. And then through some convenient plot devices, Black Adam gets awoken. And pretty much throughout the film, he must decide, will he fight for good or will he fight the conquer all? So... On the, on the basics, like uh, Scuba said, it's basically kind of like a throwaway film. This film is just a basic outline of the redundancy that you've seen in the comic book genre. Think of like early aughts uh, comic book films where it's all just fast-paced action and whatnot. Um, pretty much the script is, and I'm just going to be lame in terms, of terrible. What keeps it up is certain characters and certain actors where – you see their charisma lift very lethargic dialogue that makes you enjoy some of the interactions, some of the actions and it helps to kind of alleviate that little painful dynamic and also the pacing. It it goes pretty fast so you kind of yeah, ignore I, some I, of the fragility admit, the of it. The
1: pacing on this one is very good. You're not spending very a lot of time dwelling. Yep. It, it you get into it and you hit the ground running from beginning to end yep. all the way through to the to the post credit uh, which were, you know, yeah. I mean, hell, they, they spoiled the post credit over the weekend. So if you don't know, you don't know. But if you know, you know. But anyway, so oh,
0: did it happen?
1: <laughs> I'm just joking, but but it, here's the thing, though. It's like this movie is very this. The pacing on this movie is great. The action is re- kind of rinse and repeat. Change a few color palette, but it's kind of a rinse and repeat. Yeah. Uh, action sequences and 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 whatnot. A couple of a couple of low hanging fruit jokes, uh, you know, like the the one from the the commercial where the guy hits uh, hits the rock with the uh, baton and the baton bends. Yep. And then he goes t- to swing again and then he gets thrown out into the. Yeah. I mean, all of that there, but there's some the The cast is really what saves this in terms of, like you said, very lethargic, very, very kind of minimal character development. And which is a shame considering these characters in the in the in the comics are so much more than what we're seeing on screen.
0: Yep. So you have uh, one of the ones is a Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. I forget who plays Hawkman, but pretty much everybody in the Justice Society, you have some unique individuals and they're able to lift very basic archetype characters just because of their own charisma which is a staple of Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam because what it is this dynamic between Black Adam and the Justice Society actually brings about that dangling of certain themes of what is a hero what should we be fighting for but the thing is the hero's
1: journey template
0: yeah so what it does is that it dangles it there but it doesn't do anything with it and if it wasn't for the pacing, it would make the, the the methodicalness through this journey even more worse than what it was.
1: Yeah, it's like we have the hero's journey. We have the fish out of water, kind of, or a man out of time. Yep. Kind of thing with uh, Dwayne, with the Black Adam. He's been entombed for 5,000 or 3,000 years um, and whatnot. And then you have the Justice Society, which starts off really well. Yep. They start off great. You you get you get kind of this uh we've seen this before in other team up type things where it's like all right, you have the 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 leader of the team is telling the director, in this case it's Amanda Waller. Yeah. Who who anybody else? I mean who seriously, it's like but it's the oh yeah, here's this person, they have these skills, and you see their introduction, and you have because we had Cyclone, we had uh Adam Smasher. And we had Dr. Fate. Yeah. And it's like we have these three plus Hawkman and all of that. But it's like it's one of those like you get excited for the potential. You get excited for the fact that they really put a lot of layers into this because I was thinking about it. It's like the Atom Smasher and then you have that brief blink and you miss it cameo.
0: Yeah. For Adam
1: Smasher. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You, oh, yeah.
0: You gotta... I, know, I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> uh, now you, I'm talking to the yeah. people listening and watching. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. But anyways, but af- out of that, after a while, it's just...
0: The movie is very forgettable. Yeah, it doesn't do much. It it leaves you with threads of wantingness. It leaves you with a layer. At least the the strong points is watching Black Adam trying to adjust and figure out his place in this world, his place among that team, and his place for the society of conduct. So, yeah, I don't
1: really say he's been part. Of, he's going to be part of the team, but well, I think he. Yeah. I think he. I think. I think there's some subtle growth, but it's so subtle, you really can't. You really don't notice it, but. I was comparing this to Jurassic World Dominion.
0: I hated that movie. People. I know you hate. I'm yeah. not a big fan of it <laughs> yeah. either.
1: Yeah, but so. the comparison I'm making to this one is the fact that both of those films, while you're there in the theater watching it, are really cool. There's a lot of great cutout scenes that you can use for trailers and promos yeah. and all that's great. But coming when the when the, when the film is done and you walk out of the theater and. You think back on it, what images and sequences burn into your head that Nothing. you haven't seen in, at nauseam through the trailers? Yeah.
0: So it's, it's like one of those things is like when, you know, with film, you know, you're going to be rehashing a lot of stuff or a lot of tropes. It's all about execution. Can you execute it? Can you make the, the redundancy original and fresh in some way, shape or form? In this film, it doesn't. It gives you that superhero film filled with uh, a lot of good action and that's pretty much it it's like watching a fighting game with good cutscenes. if i were to use a good comparison
1: i mean that that's fair i mean that is definitely fair that's you can definitely much... feel that pacing yeah. fight scene fight scene dialogue fight scene fight scene dialogue fight scene fight scene dialogue yeah. i mean you know you have the it. it's but it's the but there is something with this one which is unique which is something you don't see very often that's a a fourth act it's it's a rare think the film ends it's not where the film actually ends it had it has it it it, it still follows the rules of a short story of any element it introduced it did follow up with that element by the end of the film
0: yeah it did complete it but it was just like oh yeah let's wrap this up
1: yeah there wasn't a whole lot to go no i think this film really fall really is falls apart in the fact that there isn't enough explanation or the explanation for certain elements is not woven into the 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 dialogue, the scenery and the setup in a way that answers those questions like we've seen great examples of this, whether it's okay. The set, the scene, or there's some details on the walls or uh, the background gives you an idea of this. tell helps tell the story. Yeah. Or the dialogue where it's like the dialogue is okay. you just happen to. My favorite dialogue exposition is ones where you feel like they're having a conversation and you literally walk into the middle of it. And you just. Get sucked into the conversation.
0: Yeah, as a opposed
1: good... to those those elements and those sequences where it's like the only reason they're explaining it is because somewhere at some point they realize they're a movie and they have to do this.
0: Yeah, it's 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 basically there is a foreshadowing element because they do introduce this A to connect to B so it can wrap around to C. A good explanation is like, this is, you know, it's okay to have good popcorn flick, but at the same time, you need to add something worth watching. A good example, I'm going to reference back to Top Gun Maverick, is that is a blockbuster popcorn film, but it had depth and character, and you don't need to develop it like a drama. Example is, is when um, a Maverick is walking, or gets thrown out of the bar, not walking, gets thrown out of the bar, he gets up, he looks through the window, and sees Rooster playing the piano, and then he looks back down, and then you see Jennifer Connelly's character look out the window and watch him, and then just see the expression. No dialogue, no nothing, no in depth, but you got what that meant, and it led into further things in the film. Yeah,
1: you, 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 as the audience, yeah. you're seeing the yeah. flashback of yeah. that, but as if you were in the room, it's yeah. seeing in his face re- all of those emotions. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's what you call exp- you know, explaining without exposition and still popping up that popcorn oh, yeah. fun yeah so. we get we you get a lot of that yeah. i mean yeah you don't um, get that in black adam no, you just get not really fights talk fights talk yay
1: yeah so <laughs> i mean they they do they do cover the story and everything yeah. really well <laughs> it kind of lets you with a couple of you know red herrings here and there so i got to give them credit for that yeah. but they're characters that feel rather useless in this film it feels like you could have this could have been more if there was a bit more exposition, yeah. a little a bit more uh, summary.
0: Yeah. If they took out some of the fluff and focused on core things that they were dangling, it would have been a better film. But or, overall. Or. Yeah. One of the,
1: actually, you know what? There is an element of film I'm actually very happy about that didn't spend too much time uh, covering. OK. And that is the whole sequence
0: of with the Wizards. Yeah, they do just enough. So that's if you
1: want, because and and this is where this is, this is an element of these interconnected films is nice because we got a, we got a a load of a crap ton of exposition and description and discussion with the wizards in Shazam. Yeah, this one, it was all we need. we, We have the visuals, we have the same actor who played. So we already as an audience are making that connection. They go through and you see it and it's very much. All yep. right. These are the wizards. They're they're expla- they, they, they're doing the they're doing the 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 chant and then Shazam and then boom, he is Black Adam. Yep. And we, we we hit the ground running there. What I don't like is the lack of acknowledging Shazam in this in this film, because Black Adam is predominantly a, a counterpoint to Shazam and instead they went somewhere else, which I can kind of see why they went somewhere else, because there is a lot of interest. And in, in, in with uh de- with with Warner Brothers, per, with Warner Brothers Perch acquisition or whatnot, and the new leadership and, you know, trying to go through and really kind of revitalize this whole DC uh, property group they're, you know, they, they they had to throw out something to really drum up some excitement. But it's not enough to really save the film. I call it a two out of five. Rye, what'd you call it?
0: Uh, I'm not too far ahead of you. I said 2.5 out of five. This is a film where it has promise. It has fun. It's that aughts popcorn entertainment, but it just, it lacks any kind of direction. It does too much with too little. And, it, you know, you watch it, you go yay, and then you just kind of walk out. So 2.5 out of five.
1: Yeah, now we say this, two two point five out of five, op, uh, movie rental, Friday night rental. Here's the thing, but we 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 have to 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 play to make sure we give you a well rounded opi- opinion. I'm gonna take we gotta take a moment and acknowledge the fact that Black Adam is beat beat Venom in the fact that the critic score which. I'm an amateur critic rise an amateur critic because you know, we look for certain things when we're watching films. The critic score versus the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is so different. Yeah, like audiences are rating this like in the 80s. Critics are given it in like the 30s. So you have this huge 50 point gap
0: between what critics think of the film and what the audiences think yeah. of the film. 40 for critics and 90 for audience
1: so i have to acknowledge this movie is a lot of fun to watch you it is she if you if you're a fan of the comic book films and you want to check this out and you want to just get sucked along for the ride they did they nailed it on those aspects
0: yeah they don't dwell too much on the thing so even if the bad stuff is there the good stuff kind of outweighs the bad if you are into it so
1: yeah i mean it's a it's a summer film it's a lot of fun but from a critical standpoint, from a, from a like okay, when I compare this to other movies I really enjoy, eh, this doesn't stack up very well for me. But hey, go check yeah. it out. Tell us what you think in the comments. Let below. us know.
0: Tell us if you agree or disagree. Right there, comment, my peoples. Tell me.
1: Tell us if there was a scene that sticks out in your mind after <laughs> watching the film and spending a little,
0: spending a couple hours thinking about it. The best scene of the movie was when it was over. <laughs> oh no, I I, I actually, I'm just kidding. I, I, I really like that post credit scene. Oh yeah, post credit scene was good. I had a pop in my theater I, when that I happened. Love,
1: I love I love uh Viola Davis as Amanda Waller.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Alrighty, yep. so cover Black Adam. Now we're gonna talk
0: about another one. Oh, excuse me a second.
1: Bless you. Thank you. Who got that sneeze going. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: you need to get it out when um, we're ready in for a journey. Yep. All right. So into, let's go on a journey. Into Middle Earth.
1: All right. Uh, we this one is the, the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power on Amazon. Season one is out. All eight episodes. Roughly an hour apiece for the latter ones. It's a little over an hour, like yep. hour and 10, hour and 15. They get long. But, you know this series highly anticipated
0: very highly anticipated yeah high production va- value he put a lot of money into this by, show
1: 300 450 million dollars for this season yeah a lot of money people a lot of money for this but and then this is set plus set if you're not familiar with it this is set in the second age of middle earth
0: yes sir So it's bef-
1: thousands of years before the events of lord of the rings and I got to say, coming out the gate, this was a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yes. It's kind of a slow burn at, at the start. It's a very slow burn. Um, there, There is, a, you know, a lot of people that, that, you know, slow and slow burn, you know, can uh, coincide. But, you know, some people, you know, the slowness can detract. But if you like that kind of like slow build up, it does help. In building towards what happens throughout the journey with all these different characters.
1: Oh yeah, and so for this we got. Uh, I want to say we have three or four storylines, that we're following. Yeah. So we'll talk about each of those storylines and our thoughts on that. Let's start with. Let's start with um, Elrod. Elrod. All right. So we have Elrond, who has been tasked to go with the Forge Master, and he ends up re- reconnecting with his friend Doran yeah. of the Dwarf. Dwarven Kingdom of Khazad-dûm. Yes. So we have that whole bit where it's the... For Elrond, it's been 20 years since he saw his friend. Yep. And his friend's a little irritated that, you know, 20 years, you don't call, you don't write, you don't visit.
0: Like, seriously. Speed dial, people. Speed dial.
1: Which is funny when you think about this, because these are the guys that this is, this is the kind of stuff that started the whole high fantasy and, and kind of set the tone and set the expectation. Well, you know, dwarfs live for centuries and elves live for centuries. It's like, but it, it's just that that bit of time there, you know? And I think it goes to showing the whole thing with elves because they live so long.
0: Yeah, they they, they are pretty much immortal and they can only die. They can't die of regular death. They can only die in battle.
1: Yeah, only die in battle, but it's the fact that for them time is just...
0: Is non-existent pretty much.
1: I mean, which is great for good artisans and craftspeople when you have plenty of time to hone your craft, but... You know, some of the some of the mortal races, as they call them. Yeah. But I think it's really nice dynamic, the whole elf and dwarf thing, because if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, you know, there's a lot of animosity between elves and dwarves.
0: Yes, there not really sure why. Well, they might get into it this city, this series. I'm sure there's
1: reasons, but it it seems very it seems like the reasons are my are, 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 are situational.
0: Minute a little bit, you know.
1: But I think it's a very it's a very fun dynamic cuz we get I think we get to see dwarves in a way we've never seen them in yeah, yeah. a Lord of the Rings property. Mm-hmm. Like right now we've had three instances of dwarves. We've had dwarves in the Lord of the Rings with Gim- Gimli being the predominant dwarf we saw throughout all of that. Yep. We have The Hobbit, which of course centers around a troop of dwarves reclaiming their homeland. Yep. But Again, it's in both of those, you're visiting abandoned kingdoms, or when you see their kingdoms in their heyday, it's only for a brief moment. This is the first time we've seen dwarves on their day-to-day lives in a thriving kingdom. Not, oh, we've been displaced by a dragon, or oh, uh, we're, we've lost all of our property in the south, so now we're or the north, or whatever wherever Lord of the Rings takes place... And all we find are the are the are just the tomb versions of these old places.
0: Yeah, you get to see the culture of the dwarves. You get to see, you know, the the, the gods they are, the, the mayor that they worship. And you also get to see, you know, families and female dwarves and oh, then yeah. certain aspects of their uh, mining. And, you know, the conflict within, you know, between uh, father and son and king and what, what is the right way and what is the wrong way?
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing I like the most is like, we're not seeing Doran as king. No, nope. he's prince.
0: Yep, he's his father is still king. His father is still king. And I, I love his wife. She is such a fun. He is one of my character. favorite characters in the, the film. Um, Her name is Edisa, um, and her played by Sophia Nomvet. Love her. She is just such a fun character yep. to see. Yeah. And it's just good to see that it's uh, just that dynamic between Elrond and Durin. You get to see friendship, you get to see a clash of cultures. And the great thing is that you get to see an intriguingly developed relationship that is built on uh the, you know, their races and what is best for both clans. Yeah.
1: Next storyline we have that we're following through it has to deal with uh, an elf who's at a watchtower on like the the Southland border. And he has a Ron Deer, a rond Deer. Yep. And he has spent the last almost 80 years at this post, learning, wandering around the human, the the, the 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 humans and, who live in this in this area and getting to know them. And it feels a bond to him. Yep. And he's he's told that his watchtowers shut being shut down. And he is conflicted. He doesn't want to leave.
0: Yeah, because uh, there's still some kind of mysteries and things happening in the Southlands. So, I think that's just yeah. uh,
1: the, the mystery comes up. But his reason for staying was is, because um, he he has an attachment to a hu- to a woman, and he yeah. is conflicted over yeah. that. It's just he happens to they happen to stumble across that there's been a long running plan, and. Yeah. They're just catching it at some point and you don't realize how long running that plan is you don't know until later in the series which is great yep. i love i love that in the, in this storyline
0: yeah
1: um but his, his is kind of interesting because it's that whole his storyline focuses is, is really kind of gives you more interactions with the orcs in the in the season yeah and what they're working on and how that's conflicting with the Southlands, because that's where a lot of this is, is the Southlands for this. If you know what that's end up being, then you're great. You're a great Lord of the Rings person. I'm not spoiling You're a great
0: prognosticator, yet. people. You um, know,
1: then we have. But I I t- t- tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel that the Elrod story and this other story, these two have roughly an equal amount of screen time.
0: Yeah, they do, because they're, they're like the, the, the subplots that build into the main uh, st- uh, storyline. Well, there's actually four uh, plot lines. There's, there's, four, there's four plot, plot lines, lines but, but I think
1: these two are fairly equal yep. in the amount of time we spend on those. Then we have the last two, which yep. I think is a definite dis- disproportionate amount of time spent. We have uh, the hardfoots and the Stranger who falls from the sky. Yep. Since they didn't confirm who he is, I'm not going to mention any theories. You have to watch it, make your own conclusions. Yep. But this is interesting because it's the small folk of the nor or the small folk. And they have this very nomadic, very kind of cool lifestyle.
0: Yep. So the Harfoots are basically the the descendants of the Hobbits, but they don't. There's no uh, Shire or no anything ancestors. They're, yeah. So oh uh, yeah, there you go. That's the word ancestors. I would think they're more the ancestors, yeah, ancestors. or distant relations. Dis- distant relations. So they are like you said nomadic. So they travel from place to place, and they are guided by the stars and whatnot. And their dynamic is built through the interest in the stranger, and especially with um between the stranger and um, Nori uh, uh, Brandyfoot. So,
1: yeah. yeah, she's that one who's that wants to go out and explore the yeah, world. She's she has...
0: yearning for adventure.
1: Yeah, because you got to have that character. Yeah. And then we get to the main crux storyline where all these others converge at some point. Yeah. And that is Galadriel. Yep. Yeah. And her quest to find Sauron and rid Middle Earth of this of this horrible, horrible threat, which is kind of funny that we're getting coming in on this and she has this. She has this long adventure, so to speak, where she goes to different. This is through her. You see Numenor through her. You see uh the the king of the Southlands and, and, and where these other two stories, all uh, other two storylines all converge, so to speak. Not so much with the stranger yet. Yeah. But it's 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 a very interesting, interesting yeah. thing. But the reason I say the it's like you, you have two storylines that are kind of equal in their screen time. Then we have one that's really lar- really predominant in the storyline or in the screen time, and then yeah. we have one that's very minor in the sto- in the in the, yeah. in the screen time.
0: That's the the minor subplot, but the main one is is Galadriel, and then you're just watching her because she's on this quest of vengeance. And what it does, I think. It actually shows a different side of Galadriel that most people are familiar with because she's like broken and fragile and just kind of like she wants to uh, achieve this uh, mission at all costs. And it makes her uh, you know, team up with another person by the name of Halibran that she meets out and see. And pretty much their dynamic builds up and leads to uh, a certain thing and brings all the stories together and then highlights the importance of what it is important to her mission and what is going to be her footing going forward yeah so i
1: i overall i would say this is a solid 4.5 out of 5 for yep. me
0: yeah uh, i i i don't really give ratings on tv shows but it is what was one very enjoyable it's a very high high watch i do recommend it for anybody that's a big fan of not only the rings and middle earth but fantasy as well because What they do in here is that they provide that pure uh, sense of escapism with the luscious worlds and the different character dynamics. You're going to find at least one or two characters or plot lines that you want to follow along, no matter which one it is. So.
1: Oh, yeah. So what are you going to give it out Uh, of your your scale of the five?
0: Okay, I will do that. (laughs) Uh, I will give it a four out of five. Um, It starts off a little slow. Um, but it eventually it starts to uh, sprinkle in, uh, you know, a steady pace and starts to build on different things. I enjoyed uh, being a huge Tolkien fanatic and a Middle-Earth fanatic, watching certain things come to life visually and the foreshadowing of certain things to come in the Second Age. It's just it, it builds up that anticipation and especially how it ends. It ends with a lot of questions with uh, fun answers to see what happens.
1: Oh, yeah, I think the I think the creative freedom or the creative liberties they've taken for some of the writing and some of the way they tell they're telling the story yeah. is yeah. just great. It really kind of puts the whole pulls the whole thing together. Yeah. So take it as is. This is this is It's an adaptation adaptation of Tolkien's work. Um And I think they made some really good choice. I think they made really nice choices. And I think they set up a lot of things that Now, this was something I was telling a a coworker today because I was talking about it. I said there are interactions with this season between characters that when you watch Lord of the Rings, some scenes are going to feel a lot different now.
0: Yep, it is. And the one thing that the showrunner says is that there's a lot of introductions and stuff done in this that won't be paid off for a couple seasons, so a lot of setup, but a lot of potential for greatness. Well,
1: like you said, they're they pre-planned have five seasons, which is great. Five seasons. So if they've pre-planned five seasons, and they're laying the framework now for something we'll see pay off in a future season. All we got to do is hope, hope that Amazon is going to keep this running all the way through to the end of the fifth season. I hope so. They invested a lot. I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Check it out on Amazon Prime phenomenal series yeah there was a lot of hate and discontent a lot of backlash but i think that's the you have to take into concept that they got the rights to do lord of the rings and its appendices they did not get any of the licensing rights for the semarillion or any of the extra essays and stuff that go into a lot more yeah. details so they're using what they can and they're telling a story that as not it may have a couple of beats that are different than this other stuff but it is not terrible
0: it is an adaptation, people, so remember that. When you go from one medium to another, you do have to take certain liberties to make it fit that medium. Yep. Yep. And that's coming from a die-hard Middle-earth Tolkien fan, so remember that, people.
1: All righty. Wow, here we go. 40 minutes in. Oh, yes.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. What do we got for news? News? Um, Big news out of D.C.
1: Oh, um, yeah. We got to hit that. So. so here's some newsy things. Uh, DC Studios has announced that James Gunn and Peter Safran will be co-CEOs of the DC arm of Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah, so uh, when uh, David Zaslav uh, uh, merged and purchased uh, Warner Brothers and merged it with Discovery, one of the big things is that he wanted to separate DC and make its own studio, kind of like how Disney has Marvel Studios separated. And he did a wide search, and he settled on two people, um james well,
1: he, had, he had somebody but that person stepped away
0: yeah he stepped away because of uh certain things but now i think he actually settled on a better option because not only does he have one great head but he has two great heads with a gun Safran. Um, yeah, and saffron um and they're,
1: they're they're not just in charge of the films they're no. in charge of all dc they are properties.
0: yeah they are the creative architect of more than the films they got the TV shows, they got the animated shows, they got the comics, so they will hold the titles. Quote: This is from Variety of Co-Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of DC Studios, and that includes um, arsenal of comic book villains and heroes across film, TV, streaming, animation, and beyond. So,
1: well, I mean, James Gunn did the latest Suicide Squad, which yep. wasn't bad. He did Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, Peter Safran, he did The Conjuring.
0: Yeah, he's done a lot of producing films for Warner Brothers. Uh, so outside, you know, he's done The Conjuring, he's done some of the horror stuff. Um, he's also was uh, helped produce uh, Shazam, Aquaman, The Suicide Squad for James Gunn, as well as the hit show Peacemaker on HBO Max. So, yeah, and he's got his hands in a lot of different things, and he's shown his uh, wor- wor- worth. So I think it's in good hands, especially with James Gunn and his creative quirks. Um, And he's already got plans for some other shows. So we'll see how they do with the the future um, projects.
1: All righty. So next up, since it is Halloween, let's talk about some Halloween fun stories. So Halloween stuff all right you can you lead us off right okay so cover, talk about uh, with
0: halloween fun there's no like any particular article and things but it's just focused on things that we look forward to in halloween and that is dressing up candies <laughs> and also a fun thing to do with pumpkins so first um every year there's always top costumes that you have so also from variety they do have some top costumes coming in into 2022 so some of the big ones that if you're familiar with the properties that have dropped this year, you have uh, Eddie from Stranger Things, uh, the, the Valerians from House of the Dragon in their wedding. So they're giving you different ways on how to do it with the costumes. So you can dress up as Viserys from out there. Velma is another top pick, Elvis, because the Elvis biopic dropped this year. Um, uh, if you're familiar with Velma's uh, was <laughs> always a pick just for cosplay
1: in general. Yes, I mean, yeah. have you? I mean, if you sit on Instagram long enough, yeah. you're gonna see a half a dozen yeah. different Velma cosplays.
0: Oh, yeah. So I'm not gonna name all of these, I'm just pinpointing some big ones that people would rock. Miss Marvel is a big pick this year. Um, we do know Miss Marvel dropped on Disney. Um, you do have Kate Sharma from Bridgerton, which is a big show on Netflix. Um, and then some other interesting picks you got Moon Knight. Um, You have Galadriel, not to forget, rings of power, and Mm -hmm. so forth. So those are just some of the top costumes. Oh, can't forget about the man. The man, the myth, the legend, Maverick from Top Gun. He is a top pick for a costume this year as well. Gee. Yeah, there's a variety. If you look it up on uh, on Variety's website, they'll give you a list of not only the top picks, but actually where to get the specific items to dress up as your favorite character. (laughs) So... Yeah, so there's some in there. I think uh, you can pull off, Scoob.
1: Yeah. Pull off the
0: Doctor Strange. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Well, it was worth the shot.
1: Uh, Some definite, some very cool costumes. I like how they not only talk about the character, but they give you some recommendations on what to to the the different clothing pieces to bring it together.
0: Uh, You can dress
1: up as Queen Elizabeth. You 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 do more of those of those uh yeah. those than I do.
0: I will take one for the team, Scoob. I'll take one for the team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember when you dressed up as uh, Jackie Kennedy.
0: Yes, it was great. <laughs> um, speaking of sweetness, we can't forget about candy. Oh, we're going to start about some
1: candy. I mean, yeah, it is Halloween. Yeah, candy. so
0: uh, there is a website uh, called C Live. They actually put together uh, a list of the top 10 candies in america and they based it off of uh data oh, yeah yeah based heard it about o- this one. yeah based it off of data uh from shopping cannabis, from candystore.com for 15 years so from 2007 to 2021
1: which oh, is funny nationally reese's peanut butter cups is the top candy yeah but when you go state by state state it's not
0: Oh, yeah. So they do have different things for different states. But yep, you gave away the number one, which is uh, Reese's Cups. Hey, I like Reese's Cups. Yep, so and then just doing a rundown from there. Skittles, M&M, Starburst, Hot Tamale, Sour Patch Kids, Hershey Kisses, Snickers, Tootsie Pops and Candy Corn to wrap out Why the top is ten. Candy
1: Corn still on here, man? I that have like no one of idea.
0: things to eat because it's got like no flavor. When we when we did the list last year, Candy remember, Corn man, was still there. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Candy Corn was still on that list. No, it's all. I guess it's always going to be because it's orange
1: and white and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Other interesting tidbits. Um. 172 million Americans celebrate Halloween.
0: Oh yeah, that's a lot of people.
1: Thirty percent of Halloween purchases are made online. Uh, that would. That's interesting. Ninety-five percent of those celebrating are going to purchase candy. Yep. They're going to spend on average twenty-seven fifty twenty-seven dollars.
0: I think that's a good average. You know, you're not breaking too much of the budget right there, but, you know.
1: Uh, in Oregon, full-size candy bars are the norm for trick-or-treaters. Obviously, we're in the wrong state for trick Yeah, I think we
0: need to move, uh, but I always I – I would d- say this. Whenever I was a kid in trick-or-treating and we did come to house and they gave us a full candy bar, I always appreciated that fact. See,
1: now, I'm a parent, so I totally do this one. 50% of parents stash some Halloween candy to enjoy later
0: in the year. I think I, my number for me is a little bit higher.
1: But uh, the expected <laughs> expenditure: ten point six billion dollars on Halloween.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well,
1: I think that's a lot of money. Yes, but I also think it's really kind of funny considering Halloween is blink and you miss it in the store.
0: Boom! Just like that.
1: I mean, Halloween's up, and the next thing you know, everything's Christmas. Yeah,
0: it's just literally once you hit midnight flip that light turn it, put on that mariah carey and sing along people oh, sing not, along not even, that.
1: not even that i mean we're talking you go to the stores it's like yeah they had the halloween stuff for the first two weeks of october which was when they say most people do their halloween shopping after that
0: all christmas all the time now, my halloween shopping is the day before but you know that's just me
1: yeah don't need that temptation yeah. let's resist temptation all right, all right story number three for halloween fun shenanigans
0: so another thing that people like to do you know you have the pumpkin you like to carve the pumpkin you like to have the pumpkin pie so there no, are we some we all don't sit in
1: the pumpkin patch to look for the great pumpkin charlie brown
0: uh not everybody oh but anyways yahoo yahoo news actually has eight different things you can do with your pumpkin out of just doing the typical things so Technical
1: things being carved up to make pie or carved up for yep. jack-o'-lanterns yep. or my personal favorite.
0: What is it? Pumpkin Chunkin. OK, I see <laughs> what you did there. I see what you did there. So who doesn't love a giant air
1: cannon fired a yep. pumpkin <laughs> and then hoping you don't
0: pie? Yeah, just run, people run. But until you run just some things that they pointed out, eight things um, one is turning your pumpkin into a light. So making pumpkin lights. Oh, little candle lights. That's uh, not bad. All right. Or you can turn your pumpkin and make it a soup
1: bowl. I mean, bread bowls, soup bowls. I mean, it is, yep. it is a gourd type
0: thing. Yeah. Thinking of a bowl. Another way you can use your pumpkin is turn it into like a cooler. So put some ice oh, and some yeah. beer in
1: there. I, I like this one. It's like, Hey, we're going to have a few drinks. We're going to have some of those pumpkin spice ales. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, let's drink with our pumpkin another thing you can turn is like hey what else can you do with the pumpkin but make it an ornament on your table yeah until it until it rots uh, another thing which goes into like the beer and the thing soup you can turn it into a pot see, and what yeah, i mean see doing is
1: make a jack-o'-lantern put a flowers in it and then you know yeah uh, when you're when you're ready just dig a hole bury the whole thing just
0: pull it And uh, another thing you can do hey you always need somewhere to put a number for your address why not use your pumpkin and put your address on there you know,
1: you know, that's pretty clever. Yeah, I, I think I like that one little little spray paint stencil and say Here's our here's our yeah. thing because if you get a whole pumpkin and don't touch it and let it sit You could you can have a cover for Halloween and Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, yeah Another thing is well you can uh, with the smaller pumpkins. This is more for a party thing You can go and make it an ornament and then put a name with a ribbon tied to it so that each table knows Who's where sitting where? Yeah, who's sitting where? Another thing is a flock party, so you can turn it into a bird uh, feeder. Bird feeder, pretty much. And that's uh, all we got. That's some interesting uses,
1: uh, creative uses for pumpkins. All really, right. kind of you get that bio, bio, um, bio recycling. Yep.
0: Oh yeah. So you know, if you have your pumpkin, at least you can use it for other things. I'm still being taken aback by how much people spend on Halloween. <laughs> I flip back to that article and it goes right there. 10.6 billion. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. expected. That's expected. I'm sure we'll find out afterwards how much people actually spent. All right. And it makes you wonder though, because you got the holiday season, and how
0: much? A lot of money in holiday season. Yeah, I don't, unless it's on me.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we're just we're just cogs in the great, great consumer machine that is Christmas.
0: The American way. Alrighty, Uh next up we got some odds and ends. Not too many because not, not a lot of a lot of stuff I could find this week. But that's, well, that's okay cuz it's, it's Halloween. A, a quiet week before Halloween is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. So, but still some fun odds and ends. So, what do we have on deck first? Uh
1: a girl 10 years old conquers all of the Monrose mountains in Scotland.
0: Yes. So, you know, you always hear about people uh, taking up the mountains and taking up the fondness of hiking and you usually see it's older people, you know, people with experience. Well, a 10-year-old girl has become the youngest people to conquer all 282 Munro mountains in Scotland. She started when she was four. Yes. Yes. And
1: so she started... So in six years, she has climbed all of these different mountains. You know, it's kind of funny. I was having breakfast today at my favorite breakfast haunt um yeah. and they were running a story on the they were running a story on the news so you could, you couldn't read you couldn't hear it but it was talking about an eight year old kid
0: eight year old kid
1: who summited el capitan and mm. yosemite that is interesting freehand climb i mean granted
0: belay and, and and
1: ropes but climbed el capitan
0: Yeah. Eight years old. I don't even want to climb the stairs. Go, eight year old. You are my hero.
1: Again, movie person or whatever. I I know we all, a lot of people really think Star Trek V was a crap movie. I don't disagree. (laughs) However, the opening sequence of Kirk trying to climb El Capitan and falling is by far one of my favorites even hey. if it foreshadows something later in the film it's really kind of hilarious the whole camping in yosemite yeah and climbing el capitan i was thinking about that when i was thinking about this kid it's like you know el capitan's huge i'd love to go see it but oh yeah damn. eight-year-old and climb and climbed it with yeah. it with rock climbing gear and stuff
0: yeah dude that's awesome yep so from that eight-year-old to this ten-year-old you're my hero because yep, i'm not yep. doing that I like hiking, but that's a lot of mountains.
1: Oh, yeah. You should totally check out the story. We'll have links in the description. Yeah.
0: And it's a reported uh, credit to BBC. Of course. All right. I guess we're going
1: to talk about this because, you know, it, it just it has to be talked about. It
0: has to be talked about. talk yeah, about it. So as reported in USA Today, um, where did the article go? Oh, there it goes. Uh, as reported in USA Today. Everybody knows McDonald's has some unique items that they like to bring or like to create and whatnot. One of those items is the McRib. So guess what, Scuba? They brought it back. Four suggested as the last time.
1: Yeah. See, and I, I, I remember hearing about this because I heard I was hearing another commentary on this. is like, you know, food costs and some other things and McDonald's might actually not do this again. Yeah. But as you pointed out, and as we all know, this is like, you know, marketing ploy. If I'm going to tell you it's for a limited time, if I'm going to tell you I'm never bringing it back, I'm going to drum up interest. And we all know that in the end, the almighty dollar sign is going to dictate whether something comes back. Hell, let's look at those nacho fries from, from Taco Bell. First time they came out, it was kind of blink and miss. And then they, it comes back. And every time it comes back, it lasts for just a little bit longer, just a
0: little bit. So based on the article in USA, they quote, they said it's going to be coming back a limited time until November uh, 20th. And they said that this is supposed to be the last hurrah. It sounds like an ad from Haynes. This is the final weekend. You know, well,
1: I, I would give it some credence because there are a lot of McDonald's products over the years that have not come back.
0: Yeah, there are. There's the McPizza. There is the chicken wrap. And there's something else I don't remember. I don't care pizza. There was a McPizza. McDonald's did do pizza in the 90s for a short, limited time.
1: Yeah, I remember when they did delivery for a little bit. That I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I think Uh, you might have been in elementary school.
0: Another item that they did at McDonald's, which was gone in a blink and you missed it, is the Arch Deluxe. (gasps) Oh.
1: Right. I actually remember that one.
0: Oh, yeah. So the Arch Deluxe was another one that was a blink and you missed. Uh, McDonald's uh, also had wings for a time, too. That's true.
1: But yeah, everybody tried to do wings or something.
0: But yep, yeah, this is a cult following. And as they described it in USA, quote, 520 calorie sandwich layered with boneless pork coated in barbecue sauce and topped with a sliver. Sliver of onions and dill pickles.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't like these things.
0: I I look at it,
1: I'm thinking uh, injection mold.
0: Yeah, if I'm going to eat something that's (laughs) 520 calories, I'm going to eat actual ribs from a rack from a restaurant. But I'm sorry,
1: I look at the McRib and I look at that and the texture. It tells me injection molding.
0: Yep let's go eat the fake meat americans all righty well
1: on that note uh we are done we are wrapping it up and setting sail for this week safe hopefully we're we're not going to the undying lands we're going to go back over to middle earth and see and see what happens for season two of lord of uh, rings of power or uh, some people they're going to log into middle earth in a little while and you know play that for a while
0: i don't know yep I don't know who does that. I don't know who does that. Right guy. I don't know, but we'll sell you at another time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. So again, a shout out and a
1: thank you to Sirenscape for the background music soundboards. Thank you. Check them out. Sirenscape.com. Again, we were listening to the call of Cthulhu sound set. Woo. Cause it's uh, getting ready for Halloween. Uh, Stay safe. Do all the things. If you're enjoying the show, whatnot, be sure to hit the like, the subscribe and the little bell notification. Uh, where's that at? Where's that bumper? Oh, there's that plug. We're Run that plug right there. Somewhere around me, people. If you're listening to us on audio, please give us a review, give us a share, give us a like, and a subscribe. Much appreciated. That's the best way to help promote the show. Tell us what you think. If you're checking it out on video, please sure to leave a comment down below. Let us know what you thought of it. Yeah, Facebook comments through through Scuba Studios Facebook page. All that fun stuff. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to do more. You could totally go over to patreon.com slash scuba studio and consider being a patron there. Thank you. Hey, did you know YouTube actually put out put out uh tags? Handles. Really? That is cool. Yeah, we have ours. At scuba studio. At scuba studio. Yes, you got youtube.com slash at scuba's studio.
0: All right, check us out. You're Subscribe, there. like, do everything. All
1: that stuff. With that, you guys have a great evening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week. Peace. Closing. Where's that closing?
0: Close, 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 and surf. 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 And surf.
1: There we go. I like this one. (laughs) Good night, everybody.
0: Good night.